Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Throwing Partners. I hope you're having a great start to the week. Should I say the work week? Work week. Because we are recording this on Monday night, so you're going to get it Tuesday morning on your way to work. You're listening in to the best podcast in all time. The best all one all time, followers. like all, all 15 of, yeah, followers. all all fifteen listeners and people who just market played on Spotify, like myself. Um. <laughs> and thank you, mom, and thank you, family, for listening. Yeah, you guys are a great you, supporters. Thank but you, Steph. for the other people that are listening, thank you so much for listening, and make sure you share it to everybody else in your family too, because we are the number one name in worldwide of sports, not ESPN. Throwing partners, it's look it up partners. in the dictionary because like, they get ESPN we're their source. Yes, ESPN is an acronym, so that doesn't count technically. Yep, Eastern so. Sports Bias PN. That's what they stand for. But before I go <laughs> on a rant, I'm always joined by my best friend and host, Brian Caprino. How are you today? I am great. It was warm the last two days. I'm sitting here sweating at the moment. Um, need some yeah, deodorant. I think it's mainly sweating. No, I'm good. I, I'm fresh. I think it's just that it's warm out. And I also had the first two innings of the scrimmage against the Dodgers and angels on and Shohei was pitching and did not look like he had great control. His velocity was great, but his control scared me and he gave up a two run shot. So it's three zero. Oh, what you mean to tell me is Chris, you're right. He should just stick to hitting. Not yet. (laughs) He's having a great hitting spring training so anyways anyways we're gonna save that we're gonna save that for later okay okay? okay. i do want to make a shout out though as you can see if you're watching this on youtube i am wearing a vancouver grizzlies hat so shout out to big zay mac i know he's a grizz fan all time he's been on the show he was on the first episode friend of the pod and he's got a new video out a new rap video um it's great it's phenomenal i love his music so go check him out also on youtube uh we're gonna make a big shout out to him as well but i also have the bibby vancouver grizzlies jersey too so i'm gonna make him extra jealous if he's listening to this you should wear that next episode i should i should and we should bring him back we should bring him back um but with that we're gonna talk about nfl first my first question to you is how do you feel about leonard fournette's re-signing on a one-year deal back to tampa bay it's low risk high reward like a lot of these one-year deals um brady's played with him he's comfortable there um, he had a great Super Bowl and a great season with them. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Bring him back. He also was a superhero in the playoffs. Yeah, he, he really was. His rushing yards and everything in the playoffs were crazy. So I totally agree with you. Low risk. They signed him for dirt cheap too. Yeah. Um, so it's very uh, organizational uh, friendly in that terms because they are close to the cap because they're trying to bring everybody back from the Super Bowl repeat. Um, all right. So let's go to another contract. Sammy Watkins walks from KC and now is in a Baltimore uniform for a one-year deal. It's so weird to me that KC did nothing to keep him. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't see what how he walked, why. Like, maybe they just didn't. He wanted a new he was, scenery. Um, like, he was honestly, I feel like he is. That is Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. I mean, everybody says Tyree Kill, but I think Sammy Watkins is right there with him. But now, you know, Lamar Jackson's got a, a new weapon to use. And now, yeah. now we can actually see when he why he passes and how good he passes. So this is a good test to see is Lamar Jackson a throwing quarterback? Yeah, he's got he's got a good core now. He's got a guy to throw to. 
So he's got we have speed. To, he's got everybody there still. Yeah, we have to see how he does and to see if this Mark can push Andrews them. Great. Yeah. If they can push them over into the next round, you know. And not be a playoff bust. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so Sammy Watkins to Baltimore, uh Leonard Fournette back to Tampa. Those are just a few of the free agent signings. We're not going to go through all of them. I mean, NFL has been popping lately. So um, get your daily dose in the news, Google, whatever, but we're bringing you those two, but we're going to talk about a person that hasn't been signed yet and where you think he should go. And he's been out of football for a year now. Um, Jadavian Clowney still doesn't have a home. Great defensive end. He's asking a lot. A lot of teams are not going to pay him that much because one, he's been out of football now for that long Two, They think with his injury prone when he was in Houston, um, he had a little bit in Seattle, not very much, but he still is a great defensive end. Where do you think he goes? I'm going to go a team that's kind of on the rise, I think. And I know you said another team and I'm going to go with something else. I'm going to say Cleveland. Cleveland. So you you're gonna put him with Miles Garrett? Yes. If you if I mean it makes sense. I don't know what Cle- Cleveland's uh, cap space looks like, but I mean that's a good addition to a defense that's already good. I mean we saw what they did to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So and so Pittsburgh had their guys in. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening, Cleveland, Bri Bri here is uh, telling you. Pick up Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, do it. it'll it'll benefit you. Bowl. It'll benefit your team. I don't know about going to the Super they Bowl. They just made the playoffs. They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, maybe in the next two to three years. Who knows? I was hoping they didn't make playoffs because then I wouldn't feel as bad being a Seattle Mariner fan, you know, mm. that long with that playoff drought. But now we're kind of like all by ourselves. So, um, yeah, but sorry. We're going to jump to another signing. Philip Lindsay is now in Houston. Houston was in dire need of a running back. Uh, we also know the cases about Deshaun Watson, what's going on there, um, more to follow with the investigation, what finds out more from that. That's a whole other story. Um, so nothing really put out much yet except for the cases on that. But Houston is in shambles. It's Houston's a terrible place apart. to be at. Yeah. And did sign a good running back, prone to injuries like crazy, but when healthy can ball out. And here is my prediction from, according to NFL Network, this is their prediction. If Lindsey stays healthy, they're predicting 150 carries, 700 yards, six TDs. Do you think it goes over or under? And, and I'm talking, mean, I'm talking. No, don't, don't even say if he's healthy or not. It's just I was talking about him, him being in Houston. Like, um, yeah, I think it's under on the touchdowns. To be honest, you don't think he gets six? That's really low. I mean, let's. I'm looking at his stats from last year. He, but he got was hurt 118 carries, one touchdown. The year before, he had seven. That's what I'm saying. His He's career high is his career high is nine. So, so you're going you're going under six. What about over or under 700 yards? I think he'll go over. I don't okay, think so he's you're the saying, end zone. I don't you're think he's the end zone. He's guy. not the end zone guy. He's no. not an end zone guy. He, okay. And then 150 carries over or under? Over. Over. Okay. So he is their every down player except for red zone. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. But with that, we're going to wrap things up in the NFL. It's still heating up. It's popping with the free agency and everything like that. So please inform yourselves. Go on Google or just listen to what we have to say about yeah. the certain ones we're talking about. So with that, 
we're jumping over to a whole totally different sport called hockey. Which they we haven't talked about in a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. They play with sticks. There's a puck sticks. made out of rubber that's frozen, and it's super hard. They shoot it like 100 miles an hour sometimes, and you get hit, and you go in fights. What's yeah. not to love about and hockey? That's hockey. And then what, you're What's not to love about hockey? But for all the people out there that don't listen to hockey, you don't have to listen to anything I'm saying right now. But for the people that do listen to hockey, I'm talking about Steven Bravo. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Brian, I know you follow hockey for a little bit. I had a little bit, yeah. I'm not huge. Sport. You me, and my, me and my dad introduced you to this sport. In high um, school of all times. In high school. So. But still, though, you know the gist of it. Yeah. Um, you know the, the big names. You know the big names, you know. So I have four players here, okay? These are my MVP candidates according to myself. I'm pretty sure the NHL is going to agree with me. So Connor McDavid for the Edmonton Oilers, Patrick Kane of Chicago, Mitch Marner of Toronto, and Leon uh, Drasidle. I think that's how you say it, Drasidle, um, for M- Edmonton. So Edmonton has two players on the MVP board for me. And then Patrick Kane is from Chicago. Mitchell Marner is from Toronto. I will just tell you this. Connor McDavid is leading in points overall. Yeah. But that doesn't exclude how to win MVP. You have to be an overall player. So you have to play defense. You have to get poke checks. You have to get everything in there. So who is your guy then out of those four? Man, I'm looking at Marner's stats. And I I looked at a few of those guys' stats. And looking at Marner's, and I'm like – him, he's the all-around player, like you suggested. Like, damn it, mm-hmm. he needs to be all-around player. I'm looking at his assists, 30 assists, 42 yep. points, uh, 12 goals. Like, he's doing it. He's um, – he's, how, do, how do I say this? In Toronto, there are more players to give the puck to than Edmonton has. That's yeah. why McDavid and Drasaddle have more numbers and, I guess you could say, more goals – than Mitch Mark because Mitch they're Marner doing it themselves. Yeah, it, exactly. So who? So you're saying you're liking Mitchell Marner is what you're saying? I'm liking Marner, and I think you know, given that he's right now Toronto sits on top of the North. You know, they're 22, mm-hmm. 10, and three. Um, yeah, and they leave with 47 points right above Edmonton by three games. Um, yep. I like what Marner brings, and like seeing that you know he's on both sides of the puck. Um, I think that shows that he's deserving of MVP, but all these guys are probably deserving of it. But my pick yeah. is going to be Marner. I'm going to go. I want to say it so bad, but I think I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to say it. Patrick Kane is long overdue for an MVP long overdue. Connor McDavid had his, I get it. Connor McDavid is probably like the Sidney Crosby from 10 years ago, basically. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Kane has been consistent he has always been on top it's long overdue the last two years or yeah i would say the last two years he's been snubbed of it but i think patrick king gets it this year to put up those numbers on an average team in chicago i think you got to give it to him yeah like i'm looking at king's stats right now and he's been a uh long stay in chicago you know pride of buffalo he's been there his whole life his whole life he so I'm looking at the stats comparing to him and Marner, and they're not far off from each other. No, they're, one's not, just they're on not at all. One's just on a better team than the other. Exactly. And exactly. it's not but just imagine if how you well Patrick your team Kane. does, it's how well you do. 
Exactly. But think about if you put Patrick Kane in Toronto and Marner in Chicago, what do you think happens? I think Patrick Kane goes Kane's nuts. stats go way higher. And Mitch Marner goes I down. Think, nah, I wouldn't say goes goes down. I'd say he stays there. Okay. I just think Patrick Kane on any other team but Chicago would just flourish. He's got 48 points. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. he's a monster. But Connor McDavid right now is leading in points. So if if you're going for points, Connor McDavid is, uh, I would say, the lead runner for MVP right now. But Patrick Kane and Mitch Marner have a good shot at also getting it too. So we'll yeah. see. We'll It'll see be if a the tight race. Take it. Yeah, it's going to come down to the wire. We're going to see what happens. But um, on another note in the NHL, it seems like, you know, hockey in Florida is a big thing now, apparently. I didn't know they had ice down there. Um, I always thought it was just sunny, then random rain, and then sunny again, humid tropical weather but no ice and crazy people they like they yeah and crazy people florida man apparently they like ice they like ice because the florida panthers and tampa lightning are phenomenal uh florida has been successful this whole entire year they don't even have 10 losses yet neither does tampa bay they're at at nine Um, so i guess we're i mean i'm just gonna say it too i mean we're gonna talk about it tampa bay to me i love philly i love philly they're gonna they're gonna make playoffs. Don't don't fret, people. Oh. Philly's gonna make their shot. They're gonna punch their ticket in. And guess what? They're gonna take the almighty Tampa Bay Giant down. They're gonna do it. They're fifth but, in the East, and, Chris. But if I'm being real, Tampa Bay is gonna repeat the Stanley Cup. It's gonna happen. They're really good. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's the, 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 the whole sorry, division. The, the Central Division is really good. I mean, the top the three teams is, don't have ten losses yet. Exactly. And that's don't get me started, but here's the thing. (laughs) Florida, Florida is successful. Tampa Bay is successful. You never would think Florida teams would be successful in hockey, but we're seeing it good for them. They're both really, I would say Florida is a very young team. They're very young on their roster. Tampa Bay has got the veterans and the young, but Florida is just straight young. Like, just yeah. like they've drafted well, they've traded well, and they've got the young stash there. But what rhymes with stash is Nash, and I'm talking Smashville. Nashville Predators are on the rise, winning five straight. We're seeing segue. the fangs come out. We're seeing the fangs come out of that logo, and they're bringing it on the ice. Oh, Nashville's gosh. on the rise. Okay, so watch out for Nashville. It looks like hockey towns. Are nowhere to be found in the ice regions except for Toronto. Honestly. Yeah, so I'm like Detroit. looking at it. It's like, ooh, Detroit is stink. It's de- it's it's desert, desert, plains, desert, desert. Buffalo, that's what you it stink. Is. Ottawa, oh, yeah. you stink. Anaheim, Detroit, you stink. Detroit, <laughs> Detroit, you stink. Yeah. Just they stink. So. Minnesota, you're good. You're good. Minnesota, you're third. They're so, all right. They're Colorado, all right. you're third. Edmonton, Edmonton's good. Edmonton's yeah. good um winnipeg but good but we're gonna we're gonna switch to another uh sport that is sharing the same season as hockey they're both at the same time great two sport duo nba nba uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about blake griffin is now officially a brooklyn net he played he dominated in defense i think he did his job what he was meant there to do he knows his role and i think the nets are just gonna get keep getting better the whole time and now they got aldridge there too what's next for the nets brian go they picked up aldridge like you just said blake looks 
so different. Like to happy. me, he looks happy. He, he looks, looks rejuvenated he looks to me. Yeah. Um, like seeing that, like I said in the last pod or two ago, I don't remember. I want to see like early Clippers Blake Griffin. And I don't think you'll see I'm that. Not seeing I want to see the defense. But I'm seeing it like demeanor wise. So like healthy psychological playing basketball. Yes. Means. Yes. And okay. he's having fun. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't have fun being a Brooklyn net right now? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I I don't know if 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 you're not happy in Brooklyn, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong. But, but let's also go over to, you know, the, the NBA trade deadline just happened. Um, Aaron Gordon is now a Denver Nugget. Great pickup for Denver. They got their big man, and he just dominated his first game in Denver. And they picked up JaVale McGee from Cleveland. So. And JaVale McGee. I mean, that's a lot of money. But Aaron Gordon to Denver, great pickup. Um, but I want you to give me your input on Oladipo to Miami. How do you think he does? I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well with Jimmy Butler. Um do you think he goes back to Indiana days? I think so. Um, he's he's still coming off of a really bad knee injury, and yeah. giving what he's doing now while like still like testing it isn't bad. Um, and I think he's not going to have to carry as much in Miami as he did maybe in Houston. Um, yeah. So Miami, Miami is a better team than what the record shows. They are. I think so. They're. They just went to the finals. Six games against That's the That's what Lakers. I'm saying. Yeah. But, but if, I mean, if you if you don't pay attention to basketball and you see Miami's record, you're like, oh, they're just kind of average. If you actually care about basketball and you follow it and everything like that, Miami is a way better team than what they are Yeah. on paper, on, on like standing paper. Yeah. You know? I To me, in the East, they're like a fifth seed to me on their roster. Because to me, the East right now is really weak compared to the West, too. The West is, man. The West, the West is going to come down to like the last four games of the season, like it did last year in the bubble. I think so. Um, and you, you don't know. I know the, we talked about the Lakers. They're local. They're my team. They are in the four seed right now. They pick up they're, Andre Drummond, um, who's yeah. going to do well. He's going to start over Paul Gasol, Marcus Hall. Marcus Hall. I'm sorry has been I, I like him as a player but he's been trash, trash. so it, he but having Gasol on the bench has adds a little bit more depth so he needs to come off the bench he doesn't need yeah. to start so I think still while AD's out and LeBron Drummond's gonna slide in there with Kuzma with Harrell and Schroeder and it's gonna be fine and I think they're gonna might jump up a little bit who knows the Clippers aren't looking good which is great Clippers aren't don't like the Clippers uh, recently about the Clippers. I mean, they got Rondo, which they needed. They needed a, how do you say it? A, like a, a field general, like, yeah. or a court general. As I say, say, they're not doing that's good what, yet. They won the last five games. So yeah, but I'm saying, honestly, honestly, my in my opinion, I mean, we know that the, the Lakers are the big name in the West to beat, but besides Utah, Utah yeah. to me, still Utah to me, is still my favorite in the West, but the team that I think that can beat all these teams is the Clippers. It is the Clippers. They play the best defensive basketball, honestly, in my opinion. Paul George and Kawhi are like one of the best duo defensive players probably since like, I wouldn't say as good, but I'm just going to compare them to this time and age. 
to like the Chicago Bulls with like Dennis Rodman and everything. Yeah. In this in today's I mean, day and age. The thing is though, like you don't know which Clippers you're gonna get in the playoffs. You're either gonna get regular season Clippers or here's the they're thing. gonna be like like this team in in the D League. Like they're not even gonna play. But here's well. the here's the thing though with that is now that they have Rondo, they have I think that is like it was Rondo last year for the Lakers was the key. Honestly. Yeah. I, I think he Rondo Rondo he was literally the he was the key. I get it. Like LeBron and Anthony Davis together are just, a, we've seen it. I mean, they played this year, they're dominant. But the tempo level without Rajon Rondo is a lot slower. Yeah. I mean, we saw the it's Clippers. We saw the Clippers' success with Chris Paul. Yes. So we're and now you're not seeing getting, it in Phoenix. They're not getting a Chris Paul type player, but they're still getting a Chris Paul type mind. And that's what Rajon so Rondo right now is something the Clippers need. It was a dire need. They made it. They made it happen. They needed it. But, excuse me. Um, They lose Lou Williams. And, you know, I'm going to bring this up. I don't know if this is a real quote, but Lou Williams said that if he played for any team other than the Clippers, he's retiring. Do you think he keeps that word? No. Yeah. He loves basketball too It's money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Lou Williams doesn't even play for money anymore. I think he – literally loves to play basketball not as a job but as a hobby yeah you know i i think lou williams is like equivalent to like chris paul's charisma for players association kind of thing um so i i wouldn't be surprised if he does retire if he does he actually partners up with chris paul in that organization there like for players association i think he's a good voice for the, the league so yeah i agree that's enough of basketball. So we've covered NFL. We've covered hockey. We've covered NBA. What's the last thing, Brian? Baseball. 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 We're talking uh, fluffy pillow. If you get a hit, you go to fluffy pillow. And then if you <laughs> go farther than fluffy pillow, you get two fluffy pillows. Get two I'm fluffy talking pillows. bases. I'm talking rounding those bases. You're turning and burning. That's what you're doing. Like Texas Hold'em. Okay, so we're going to talk about something in Texas. I call it the straight shooter. Uh, Rognid Ordor, gone. You gone. DFA'd. See ya. You gone. Clear waivers, free agent. Best thing you did, punch Jose Bautista in the face. Smacked him. Smacked him. If you haven't seen the video, he smacked him. So, Straight up sucker punch like, to the like, side. Like if you're if you're an upcoming UFC fighter, I think you should or uh, actually Dana White sign uh Rogue Aurora. I bet you he, he looks like he would do well and that he just has that look sorry for demeanor. the curse word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry right, for the curse it's word. It's fine. We'll I mark it, it explicit for the AWS word. I always put it as not for kids on YouTube. <laughs> this isn't for kids because we say ass. Sorry. But I I said the A word, which could mean the animal. Yes. I could say that. I could. Yeah. Donkeys. It's donkey. It's donkeys. We're talking about Shrek. Anyways, Odor has been released from Texas. He's still super young. He's going to get a job somewhere. Not starting, though. I don't think he starts anywhere. He's like, honestly, if here's my thing if you really want him, make him a DH. Make him a DH. That or he's a great power bat, bat off the bench. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, give him, get, make him earn that spot. Make him drive for that spot. I think there was too much 
little talent in Texas for him to like be like, okay, get him to a team that's competitive. And if you get him to, you know, start showing some numbers or be competitive, I think he would do very well. Yeah. I, the thing is, Texas is weird to me. Like they just make weird decisions. Well, it's also in the water time. It's a weird time in Texas too. Look at, look at Houston. Not the Texans, but the Astros. But look at the Texans. <laughs> look at the Rangers. What's going on? It's in the water. Who knows? Look at the Dallas Stars. They suck. Yeah. The Cowboys. America's Cowboys team suck. suck. Um, I mean, Dak Prescott is a, a, a great thing to have back, though. But they need yeah. more than just him. Yeah. So, Odor, I don't know where he'll go. Like, I, I don't even have a guess right now. But he won't be unemployed long. One. What's your guess? I have one. I think Tampa Bay. Everyone that goes to Tampa Bay like finds that's so much better. Different demeanor and like they're rejuvenated to like this old player that they used to be. Or like Joe, Joey, were... Wend- like Joey Wendell's there. Um, I think he's going to anchor second. But I mean, you need a DH. They lost a lot of players on their roster. They lost G-Man Choi to injury. Yeah, G-Man. And they lost Nate, Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe's not there anymore. So Nate like, Lowe's gone. Yeah, he got traded. <gasps> He's in Texas. <laughs> Ugh. You didn't know that? That was That's... like one of the first trades to happen. I don't remember. I don't remember. Look it like up. Look it up. Week. Look it up. While I talk about this, um, while Brian's talking about this, uh, if you guys didn't know, a lot of roster moves happen in spring training. Um, some very good prospects got sent down. They, it looks like they need more time, according to the organizations. Uh, more specifically, Sixto Sanchez, starting pitcher for the Marlins, who I thought was going to make the roster because he's great and Miami needs all the help they can get. But he, they sent him down. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., only 20 years old, almost one of the number one prospects in all of baseball for Kansas City, got sent down. Give him more, some more time. And Jared Kelenic, uh, number nine prospect, I think, all time of the Mariners, also sent down. Uh, I think Kelenic needs to come back up. But we do have a plethora of outfielders in uh, Seattle with Kyle Lewis kind of getting a knee problem. So big hole to fill out there without uh, Kyle Lewis. But, Brian, did you find out about that trade? Yeah. You know what confused me? The fact that the Rays have, like, six different lows on their team. There's Nate Lowe. <laughs> there's – wait, wait. There's Brandon Lowe. Uh, Brandon Lowe plays second base, though. Um, I think that's it, right? Uh <laughs> There's a few. I read through a few. There's okay. Let's but see. It, I got the right low, right? It was Nate Brandon Lowe Josh Lowe. Nate, yeah, Nate Lowe went to Texas. He went to Texas. He had a great Which spring I don't know too. why. I yeah, but I just don't know why they had him because Guzman's there too. So I don't know. Um Texas is weird. But I as you were looking up, I just talked about the uh prospects that are pretty high prospects that got sent down. Um, but let's talk about Aloy Jimenez's injury in a spring training game trying to rob a home run. Yeah, so he's going back and does even I don't even know if he really tried. He just did a little hook thing over the fence and hung yeah. there, and that's what tore his pectoral muscle. Yep. Which is gonna sideline him to what is it, five to six weeks? I don't even remember. Oh no, longer was it longer? I don't oh, I don't remember no, the way days, longer. But a pectoral muscle that's that's, that's long. a long time. That's a long time. I don't know the timetable, but Aloy Jimenez is probably the best offensive player besides Tim Anderson there and Jose Abreu. So you just took away probably about 90 RBIs from that team. Yeah. For a long like I, I, for a long time. Yeah. So 
Chicago White Sox, still a great team without him, of course. But I think their odds of winning the whole entire World Series has dropped because of that. So that just goes to show you, you know, you play hard in spring training, but you have your limits to your health. Yeah. So like we you know play smartly, play smartly. You know, what's funny is like, we see like, you know, Tatis like on an infield. Tagging hit, up like, on a pop. Yeah. Pop tagging up, up on infield. a pop up, like scoring from home head first slide. But here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. Aloy Jimenez to me is just a bat. He's not a fielder. He's not a fielder. Right? But Tatis is that he 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 Tatis knows his body very well. He knows what he's good at. Aloy Jimenez, for some reason, I don't think I've ever seen him try to rob a home run in regular season. I don't, I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. Yeah. So, wow. I don't know why you're doing that in spring training. Recovery time, I was way off. I said five to six weeks. It's like it's six five months. to six months. Yeah. Oh I told my God. you, it's a long time. It's the whole season. That hurt. The White Sox are the favorite in. The central. central yes and them losing a bat like that for pretty much the entire season they just gave it to the twins or the royals come on bro come on or even like, cleveland cleveland's still good yeah like he didn't even like try to even read yeah just it was went, just like uh. fish hooked it and <laughs> oh man don't go yeah. out in spring man unless I you're know. trying to prove something but in his case yeah if you're if you're a prospect already, he's already solidified on the roster he was up for rookie of the year so, so there's no point in trying to prove what you could do yeah speaking of rookie of the years we're gonna we're gonna go through a, um a little list here of award winners for baseball okay. and this is where well, this is where we're gonna end the podcast at okay so i want your two cents on rookie of the year winners who is the favorite for the al and the nl in your opinion it's really hard um there's this there's that kid in cleveland um that is still under rookie because of last year being a shortened season yeah he didn't play the um, whole he didn't play the whole thing i don't it's something like mckenzie i don't oh remember tristan, mckenzie. tristan mckenzie tristan mckenzie I think I think he's, I think he's gonna win AL Rookie of the Year. He was really good okay. last year, and I think yeah, NL NL. Even though the Pirates are gonna suck, this is gonna be the one bright Key spot. Brian Hayes. Key Brian Hayes. Key Brian, Key Brian Hayes. He's that good. He's good. I got I got two different answers for you though for Rookie of the Year for the AL for me. I'm gonna say it, and I think it's gonna work out. Jared Kelnick's gonna come back up for the Mariners, and I think he's gonna get it. I think Kelnick gets can... called up in like late April and he's on the roster yeah. the whole season. He never yeah. goes back down. Even though Taylor Trammell is going to start too, because he's having a phenomenal. Start. Yeah. We'll see how he Trammell does great. because he's, he's been technically traded three a rookie times. too. He, he's yeah, a he's, rookie too. He's never played in the big leagues. Yeah. So, so I, I think Jared Kelnick for, I think Seattle gets back to back rookie this year. That looks great. Um, that'd be cool. NL though. I love key Brian Hayes. I think he's a great player, but man, my man, Dylan Carlson in St. Louis is just teeing off and he's finally getting the playing time he deserves. I I, I have to go Dylan Carlson and he's a switch hitter. He's a switch hitter. None of these are bad choices. No, not at all. But I think the NL has more rookies than the AL does. So um, I think so. With that, let's go to Cy Young Award winners for the American League and National League. Uh, let me let me go first on this because I, I I think I have some good picks, but I know you're going to pick differently. 
I for my the picks national, are solidified. <laughs> for the National League, okay, this is what I'm picking. All right. I'm picking you, Darvish. That, I'm picking you, Darvish. I know Jacob deGrom is amazing and everything. He got snubbed of it last year. I get it. But you, Darvish, man, on a San Diego Padres team that is deadly, he's going to get the wins. He's going to get the support. He's going to get everything he needs. I, I Jacob deGrom does it with a, a horrible Mets team, but he also has weapons now too. So we'll see how that goes. But you, Darvish... I mean, come on. That Ephus is always disgusting. And use out of Chicago. He's in he's out of Chicago. He's in a pitcher's friendly ballpark. Yeah. Let alone Dodgers is a pitcher friendly ballpark. Diamondbacks is a hitter. Um, Coors is a hitter. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, San Francisco is definitely pitcher's ballpark too. So three out of five in the division are pitcher friendly. Yeah. Other than NL Central, I think that's better for him. AL though, man. Hale is so hard for me to pick, but I'm going to say it, and I, I hate to say it. Garrett Cole, man, he looks too good. He just looks good. Okay. He looks those really are, good. <laughs> those are really great picks. I don't think the people that won it last year have the same season they had this year. Bauer and Bieber, so, oh, not oh, happening. No. I think um, Bieber has a better season than Bauer, though. Yeah. I think I really like your U Darvish pick. The first Cy Young in San Diego since Jake Peavy, great. Yeah. I'm with you on AL. I'm picking Cole. And okay. I'm picking for NL right across town with Jacob DeGrom. He, his spring, like. Right across town? That's like way across on the other map. It's across town. Jacob DeGrom and U Darvish? No, it was Garrett Cole. Oh, I said Garrett, Garrett Cole. Cole and Jacob. Yeah. I was, like, what? I was like, what? Across the map. No. Plus, we're in the same like, league. Across the map. That's like ocean to ocean. They're in the same league. Coast to coast. No. Um. Yeah. It's staying in New York. It's, I think Cole, like, he didn't have a full season last year. Like, he, he did well last well. year. He did very and, well. But I think with him having, you know, the 33 starts this year, like, he's going to do really well, especially with fans at, in Yankee Stadium. Like, yeah. He's gonna just okay. So eat off let's of for Cy Young. We're done. MVP now. I mean, MVP. you're gonna pick Mike Trout. I, mm, Mike Trout. I don't. Come on. <laughs> There's really no one else in the American um, League. The only person I could think of in the American League. Let me go through my list here. Keep talking though. You pick your other. Okay, ones, but I'm so gonna, I'm gonna help I'm gonna you out something. though with thinking. Um, my other guess was okay. Jose Ramirez. He had a good season last, but. Year. He lost Lindor. Who's his protection in the lineup? There's no Carlos Honestly, Santana. No, I don't know. That's a good point. Rosario? Mm. No, that's a good point. Cleveland is in re- rebuild mode. So, yeah. oh, I can't think of a good one, but the one actually, no, I have one competitor I think that would do okay. Okay. Max Kepler. Okay, I think, Max Kepler can, I think can do it. I think Kepler, though, has been more on the power side, but I don't think he can do all the tools Mike Trout does with that. I get that. Like I get average. that. But, His average is not going to be there. What I'm, I'm saying is like, okay, looking at the competition in the American League compared to Mike Trout, I mean, Anthony Rendon is on the same team, can do just as well. Um, another crazy one I could pick. 
and he does have the gold gloves to prove it. Matt Olson's not bad. Yeah, I, I still go by overall. Like, I don't. Matt know. Olson plays defense and hits. I'm talking about like average and everything. Slugging, he was hitting OPS, for an average like, last year. He hit for an average last year. What did he hit last year? Give me a second. Hang on. I mean, it's not going to be Mike Trout if you're if that's what you're thinking. But I'm just talking about who can go against Mike Trout. It's it's hard to say for the American League. Matt Olson last year hit 195. You know. Good for him. It's good for him. <laughs> He's below the Mendoza With 14 line. 14 <laughs> homers, though. 14 homers. Come on. I don't, they're not going to vote for that. Those riders but aren't going to vote. I mean, for li- that. listen, listen to this. Listen to this, though. Okay. I mean, honestly, at the pace at 14 homers and only 60 games, he played all 60 games. Yeah, he did. He would have, he has progressed every year in homers. Right. Yeah. And in homers. If you think, okay, but think about this 14 times three, what is that? That's I don't know, 42 homers. Yeah, that's 42, 42 homers. That would be more than the year before. And when he the year before he hit 36 homers, 91 RBIs with a 267 batting average. Okay, if you think about it, 42 homers on an Oakland A's team that's looking over 100 RBIs easily, plus a Gold Glove. Yeah, come on, come on, you gotta give it to him. Nah. Nah. Anyways, Mike Trout for AL NL. Who do you have? This is so Tatis all day difficult. Long, dude. I, Tatis. It's either Tatis it's either him or Machado. <laughs> it's or, either him or Machado. You know, I Tatis, Arenado. He doesn't look good in St. Louis. I don't think he looks good. He I'm not going. By, I'm not going by spring. I'm not. I know, but I'm just saying, like comfortability wise, is where you look at spring. And Arenado has only hit one home run this this spring, and he's played in every almost every game. Mike Trout hit one home run this spring. That's Mike Trout, though. We don't want Mike Trout. <laughs> Jock Peterson hit, what, eight or nine? I don't even know. <laughs> Jock Peterson looks good. Not going to lie. Jock Peterson looks good. He's going to have a good time in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, he – Jock Peterson was a good player in the playoffs last year, and I think that's what he needed. He That's what he needed. So, for me, the NL – to me, honestly, it's either Manny Machado or Fernando Tatis. The San Diego Padres could potentially get a Cy Young and an MVP in the same year. Hopefully a no-hitter as well. No-hitter, no-hitter, no-hitter. I'm thinking I think it, the, so it's going to happen. You know, honestly, the person I think that pitches the no-hitter for them is Blake Snell. Blake Snell, yeah. Me too. Blake I, Snell. I agree. Or or Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove can do okay. it. Okay. I like the pickup that Padres did with Joe Musgrove. I think yeah. that's great. Because that just solidified a first four pit pitcher rotation that they haven't had in years. And then their fifth starter, Chris Paddock, who can pitch well. He just needs to find it. And Lamette. Like, Lamette's on the sidelines right now, and you don't know what you're going to get from him, but he's still there. Yeah. I, I mean, he's going to be the number three starter. Because Blake Snell's two. Joe Musgrim's four. Yeah. yeah. So. Darvish is the opening day nod. Well, yeah, man, we'll they're, see. They're going to be really fun. They're, oh, they're going to be good, man. And with that, folks, we're going to wrap things up here. That is the throwing partner session. Thank you for That's attending. It. Thank you for attending. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you again. We hope you share this to all your family and friends. And like I always say, and we always say, always be kind, be respectful, care for one another, take care of one another, you know, help a person out if need be. 
Just be there for somebody and do the right thing. Do good deeds. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I don't know if we have the rights to that, so I'm going to stop singing. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. But Chris, ditto. Do all that. Be kind. Be nice. Let's watch some baseball this week. It's time Let's for go. baseball. It's baseball. time for baseball. Baseball. MLB. So with that, folks, we are signing off. Have a good rest of the work week or weekend whenever you're listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.